0: Hello, Marvelites! Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 115. This is the first episode of 2014. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by...
1: Marvel.com editor Ben Morris, and we are in frigid, freezing Marvel.com headquarters. It's cold in here, man. I was... Hoping you were going
0: to correct me because this what? is not the first episode, but I was negating 2014? last year's last. Oh, week's. last week.
1: Well, it's your first episode yes. of 2014. Blake and I did an episode last week. Honestly, if anyone who listened to it, you know it was kind of a half episode. There was like four <laughs> comics out. We answered a few <laughs> questions, so. This I'm comfortable calling this the first official episode nice. of twenty fourteen. It's a big
0: one. I'm excited. We're all back in the office. Things are rocking and rolling. Yep. Uh, we had a fire earlier this oh week. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there was a fire down on the um the first floor. An explosion? It's
1: nuts. Did you see the video of the explosion? No. Oh, I gotta send that to you. Yeah. There's actual video of like a manhole exploding outside who, our office. Who was shooting at that point? I know. That's the crazy thing. It's like it's kinda no, I think it's because there was smoke coming out. So someone was shooting the smoke, oh. and then okay. it the thing blew off, and that was when the fire came from. So someone was just shooting the smoke, and it happened. To, All right, I get it. Was that. on a bunch of new sets. That's yeah, fun. no, no, it wasn't like hey, I'm just uh, shooting a normal yeah. day out on the street. <laughs> yeah, because that would be a little suspicious, a little actually.
0: Weird. <laughs> Uh, but hope all you listeners had great holidays and are excited for all the big stuff coming in fourteen. Um, we're gonna have tons of news. Fourteen, yeah, in fourteen. Okay. Uh, we're gonna have tons of news. I mean, this first. Two we already have tons of news. Yeah, we'll get to all that. But um, it's been good, and it's gonna get better. It's gonna get crazy. Uh, lots of comics this week, so we're gonna jump right into it with. All new Marvel Now 0.1. This is, you know, we've done these sort of uh, special issues to get you ready for a whole bunch of new launches. And this one is terrific. There's a a wrap-up, a framing story about Loki. Very cool. You know that really sets the stage. That's by the uh, Loki agent of Asgard creative team, uh, L. Ewing, Lee Al- Le Garbay. Le yep. Uh, then we get a brand new Black Widow story by her creative team, Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noda. We're going to talk about yeah, that book in a little back. bit. Uh, we get the Silver
1: Surfer story by Dan Slott and Mike Allred. That was that was probably the highlight for me. Even though it was like, I feel like that's a cheat because everyone was so everyone's so excited for that series I'm so excited for that series but it was like almost okay good we, we weren't wrong this is going to be amazing yeah uh, we got a Miss
0: Marvel story oh, that was really good um, too her second appearance this is uh, by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona mm-hmm. uh, The Invaders by James Robinson and Steve Pugh and I love Steve Pugh's art yeah. um, he did a lot of really cool stuff uh, back in the 90s that I loved and it's it's awesome to see him doing this and his style is even like it's pretty it's pretty freaking cool yeah it, it,
1: it, was, it was interesting Seeing CPU because when I think, think, think of CPU, I think of a guy who's a little outside the yep. box as far as not just his style but like the comics he's done. He's yep. always done a little off the bat. This is the most like purely superheroic big action thing yeah. I've seen him do and his style lends itself really really well. Who colored him on that? Uh, he is colored by Guru FX. Okay because it looks really good. Yeah, I've never seen his art like quite like that before. I, I think Invaders since I really enjoyed Silver Surfer I really enjoyed his Marvel especially seeing that art from Alphona but Invaders is the one that in me most yeah i'm really interested where this is going it's james robinson's tpu two guys who do not normally do marvel work yeah. um and them going somewhere else and then there was a avengers world story yeah speaking of artists who don't do marvel work rags morales yeah first thing for us in years yeah goodness know. knows how long first significant thing maybe like because the last thing he did i don't know yeah. it's been like a fill-in or a cover and who knows? Who knows when? Yeah, yeah that
0: was but great. It, yeah, it, it, it was awesome. And the great thing about all these is you can read all these on their own, just knowing, oh, cool, these are great stories. Or you can read them and then pick up the series that they go into, mm-hmm. and it's it's really like boom, you're off and running. You have a whole bunch of backstory. Uh, this stuff I don't believe will be collected anytime soon. Yeah. Um, this is these are really great stories. It's six bucks, so. You might have a little sticker shock on picking it up, but one, you get the, the free digital edition. Also, like I said, it's six eight-page stories or whatever it is, maybe even a little bit more with the Loki. Right. Right. Um, and it's really terrific stuff, uh, great teams. You know, it's, it's really a good showcase for where we're going with a bunch of these all-new Marvel Now books. So
1: I loved it. Speaking of all-new Marvel Now books, we get right into one with All-New X-Factor, number one, by Peter David, Carmine D. G. N. Domenico, colors by Lee Lauridge. Uh, Great start to this. Peter David, obviously, has been writing X-Factor, the title, for years, since 2005. Um, This is a departure from all that. Completely flipping the script, but... There's something familiar and comfortable about that sensibility. This is about a corporate superhero team. It's about Serval Industries run by Harrison Snow recording, uh, re- recruiting mutants to be part of a team for objectives we're not quite sure about yet. Uh, there's something shady going on behind the scenes, both in Serval but also just uh, off to the side in terms of something they need to investigate. But like I said, even though X-Factor was a detective book, this is a corporate book. It is... There, there's something about the dialogue, something about the characters interact. The, the two concepts could not be more different. But if you liked X Factor, this is again for you. You'll feel very comfortable, oh, and yeah. familiar. But it's also very, very different. Um, first and foremost, the art by DGN Domenico, the designs. This is a guy we've been talking about for a while on Ultimate Comics Ultimates. He really steps it up, and he's just he's got so many lines, so many details. The book picks up with Gambit, your favorite. Um, pulling off a heist, teething, and gets reprimanded by Wolverine for doing this. He's like, Why do you keep going and stealing stuff? <laughs> uh, it actually has some nice throwbacks to James Asmus's Gambit series that wrapped last year. It, it was great because it yeah. really threw back to a whole bunch of things. Yeah, so was... and Gambit's basically our way in. And I gotta say, uh, Peter David has not written a lot of Gambit, I'm sure he wrote him in the 90s and you know, Executioner song for two scenes. Um, but Gambit gets a job offer from Polaris. And that brings him into this world of Serval Industries, into this world of the new X-Factor. They do have the rights to the name X-Factor. We learn a, a little more about that. There is a third member who gets introduced in this issue. And just already the dynamics between these three characters and in the work environment, just the way it already feels like, okay, this is their job. This is the way, you know, it's, it's, it's like watching a, a show based in an office. I'm not going to say the office because I, I want to say, you know, the genre. But it's like, you know, these guys are doing their job gambit under peter david's pen is already super interesting we know he knows how to write polaris there's a lot of good stuff here uh i'm rambling which means it's a good book yeah um but the art's great and just felt good i really really liked this first issue yeah i hated it that
0: the fact that i really liked gambit in this book
1: I, i had a feeling you would i like
0: i there's one there's the scene where he's in the bar and he's like he's just beat up a bunch of people who said some some crap about New Orleans, and I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, I like yeah, yeah. this gambit. God, <laughs> yeah, gosh, dar. all right. Uh, over to A Plus X number sixteen, written by. Uh, we got two stories as usual. One written by Sean Ryan with art by Goran Parlov. Sean Ryan, former Marvel Comics editor, great kid. Yeah, great job doing the uh, yeah story here. Uh, he does an amazing Spider-Man and Psylocke story. Uh, so it's set in the past. Yes, yeah, uh, so amazing
1: Sp- Spider-Man, would be an important distinction. Right?
0: Yes, uh, Spidey. Runs across Psylocke who's about to fight a bunch of like, n- yakuza type dudes, yeah. ninja type dudes, and uh, things go crazy. And it's it's kind of a sweet
1: little story. Very sweet.
0: Yeah. Uh, there's also a great line where Spidey just says "freaking X-Men." Yeah. Which is we also get terrific. to see
1: the X-Men in their '90s costumes. We sure do. It's always a treat. Yeah. I really like Goran Parlov's art here. Oh yeah. Because it doesn't. When I think Goran Parlov, I don't think you know classic '90s superheroes. But oh god, he makes them look so beautiful.
0: So beautiful.
1: So beautiful. Um, and then the second story is the fourth
0: part, I believe, yep. of the uh, the Captain America Psyloc- uh, Cyclops story by Jerry Dugan. It's and, tough when they're in the same I book. Know. And David Yardin. And you know, finally, Psych and Cap. And a bunch of the X Men get uh, and Avengers get to meet up with Kadre K, which is the mutant Skrulls, uh, and it, it's also a really sweet story. There's, I, I felt immensely for the Skrulls mm-hmm. in this story, and it's yeah. it's pretty cool. And I I'm looking forward to seeing how they wrap that up because it's going to be uh, someone's
1: going to get their butt what <laughs> Avengers AI, number eight point now. It is a jumping on all new Marvel Now issue. Uh, It's the first part of Avengers Empire, written by Sam Humphreys. Art by Andre Lima Arojo, with colors by Frank Diarmada. And a beautiful cover by David Marquez. It's just the vision unraveling all these chords. Uh, this is a bit of an info dump issue. Uh, the Avengers AI team is looking for the diamond. They're looking for Demetrios. Alexis has gone to the diamond. She learns a lot about what's going on there. Victor Mancha is in the diamond. He learns what's going on there. But the cool part, I think, is seeing, number one, the vision in action. I love everything they do with the vision here. And Arojo just finds... Cool, cooler and cooler ways to make his visual powers even better, and also the Uncanny Avengers starting to get involved, specifically Captain America and Rogue, their interactions with Hank Pym and Doombot This is going to lead to a big adventure with all the Avengers available here the AI team as well as Cap, Rogue and other, other Uncanny Avengers get looped in finally getting to the diamond and trying to stop Demetrios.
0: yes, uh, Avengers World number one by John Hickman, Nick Spencer and art by Stefano Caselli this is—it's kind of interesting because this lives on two layers. One is if you've been reading um, Secret Warriors and Avengers by John Hickman, you you get a lot of payoff, a lot of world building stuff that he's been doing for years, really starting to come together here, um, and it's great. But if you're coming into this brand new. It's totally accessible. You've got this big old team of Avengers. They're uh, working with Shield, and that's that's the big thing. You'll see that in the all new Point Now book. They're working with Shield uh, to help out with a bunch of threats, and you really see the threats come together here, how they're connected, why why things are going the way they're going, and it's it really sets up like it, it does a great job of elevating uh, a group that we've been working on elevating for a while, but this is like the. Boom, boom, boom. The drums are beating, and and here they come. It's crazy. Black Widow, number one, by Nathan Edmondson and Phil Noto. Uh, Probably my most anticipated book in in quite a while. First and foremost, because Phil Noto is one of my all-time favorite artists. He's a sweet guy. We have have, uh, similar tastes in music, so we bond a lot. He's a buddy of mine. But he absolutely nails it.
1: It's yeah, he was just waiting for this shot. He's yeah. been someone's need to give him this shot for years and he finally got it and he just killed it. This is the it there's no other way to say it. It's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a, the most it's maybe the most beautiful book we put out in a very long time. It's um, really well done. And on top of that, Edmondson puts together this really great story, setting up who Black Widow is in this series, what her ideals are, what her missions are, what she's trying to accomplish, why she's doing things. Uh, the motivations are very clear. Uh, you know there's going to be a lot of really dangerous stuff, some really crazy stuff, and uh, a lot of twists and turns. And it's, you know, it it's brutal. It's exciting. Um,
1: there's some sweet moments. It's... It, I, I can't even <laughs> <laughs> Cable and X-Force number 18 written by Dennis Hopeless art by Angel Unzueta this is part one of Vendetta the crossover between the two X-Force books it's a collision we've been waiting for as finally Hope and Cable realize that Bishop is back in our time period Hope finds out first she goes after him Cable goes after her but there's a lot of stuff going on on the sidelines of this there's one of our favorite villains comes back not gonna say who you should probably be able to figure it out. He's been on a bunch of <laughs> covers and stuff, but still. Um, Bishop is pissed because the Uncanny X-Force team had altered his memory, so he forgot about his whole, you know, being a homicidal maniac going after Hope. It's It's weird. I was very conflicted for Bishop in this issue. On the one hand, I feel bad for him because he you know, feels violated and he's spent all this time down in to dependence. He doesn't really know what's going on. On the other side, it's like, it's very easy to jump back right into that period where he was hunting Cable and Hope. he just made their lives hell. can definitely see it from both sides, just the mark of a good story. Um, and we, you know, can't go anywhere without talking about how well and lovingly Dennis Hopeless writes Boom Boom. He just clearly <laughs> loves writing that character. Yeah, uh, she's having a dance party. She's not wearing any not pants. Not wearing any pants. Just dancing around her pajamas. I'm sorry for our UK listeners. She's not wearing any trousers. Yeah, it's a it's a pants off dance off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love Dennis. Hopeless could could definitely write a, a boomer ongoing, and that would be that would be pretty fun. Hell yeah. But, Jumping universes over to Cataclysm, the Ultimates' Last Stand number three. You know what? Let, let me go. You want to go first? Because yeah, that's this right. actually chronologically. Takes place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Cataclysm,
0: Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man number three by Bendis and David Marquez, and. Um, this, I mean, the last issue was the giant cliffhanger mm-hmm. of Miles revealing his Spider-Man identity to his father. And this is the fallout of that. And it's such an emotional, devastating. heart-wrenching, devastating scene, couple of scenes in here with those two. Um, you have to read that stuff. It's It's really brutal. And then Miles has to get right into the thick of things. There's a plane that goes down. He's got to help people. He's proving himself. Then you get J. Jonah Jameson. There's some really interesting stuff with, mm-hmm. with Triple J in here. I, I'm curious to see where that is going to lead, how that's going to play out, especially the last thing he says before he's he's out of the issue. Uh, love seeing the Super Friends come into the picture more. you got got yeah. Shell and Cloak and Dagger. The amazing and, Friends. Yeah, Amazing Friends. Right, yeah. S- super Friends is... That's, they're all, what,
1: that's what we call our group of friends.
0: Yeah, they're all super. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we got all that and then at the end you you see that Peter uh, that Miles has been called by Tony Stark because there may be a way to stop collecting.
1: Which takes us over into Cataclysm, the ultimate's last stand number 3 written by Mark Bendis, Mark Bendis written by Brian Michael Bendis. Look, this is this is the first real yeah. big one of the year. Yeah. We're going to have a little, couple stumbles. Written by Brian Michael Bendis art by Mark Bagley, so of course the classic Ultimate Spider-Man team. Uh, this one's interesting because like we said Spider-Man gets recruited by Iron Man, but then we jump into this issue. Spider-Man is stumbling backwards through a portal from another dimension, (laughs) half his mask missing, just saying, he's coming. I love that we get dropped right in there, and then it goes 25 minutes ago. And we go back to... All the heroes, the Ultimates, the what's left of the Fantastic Four, including Crazy Reed Richards, Spider-Man, Shield, all trying to figure out the best way to solve their big Galactus problem. They determined last issue here that they need to go to our our universe, the Marvel Comics universe, and um, figure out what's going on. Reed Richards says, "I'm the only one who makes sense to go." Uh, obviously, there Reed Richards is the one who stopped Galactus. I should go. And Iron Man grabs Miles Morales, and an interesting job for him. Uh, I'm not going to spoil that here, but basically it leads to Miles and Reed being the ones who go to the Marvel Universe. It's a great thing here where Sue almost chokes Reed Uh, with this invisible cylinder. She's so angry. Which is great. But the thrust of this issue is Miles and Reed in the Marvel Universe, which is awesome. Just seeing their reactions. There is a great surprise cameo uh, with Miles, but seeing Reed kind of seeing, oh, all right, this is what happened with my... This is what I could have been. Yeah, This is how... What would have happened if life had gone well for me? It's actually a few surprise cameos from the Marvel Universe. There's one here, yeah. but then there's a great one here. Um, that's just fantastic. Uh, the interaction between Miles and the surprise <laughs> guest star is great. And eventually, as seen by the the issue, they make it back. But who is Miles saying is coming? That's a big deal. This is just a, this is a cool issue. This was a, a little experimental with the format, which I dig. Uh, the art is great because Mark Bagley doesn't know how not to draw. And just, you know, something we've waited to see a long time, which is Ultimate Characters in the Marvel Universe. Just a little tease of what would happen if they all showed up, but great issue. yeah, Great event so far. Cataclysm is probably oh, yeah. to be a real, real showstopper.
0: Yep.
1: Daredevil Dark Knights number eight, written by Jimmy Palmiotti, art by Tony Silas. This is the final issue of Daredevil Dark Knights and the final issue of this arc, Daredevil teaming with Misty Knight, going after Misty's old flame, who is now a drug dealer. Felt kind of bad for Misty in this issue. We find out, you know that she really was in love with this guy and it seems like he was in love with him but they kind of messed up relationship with more of the flirty flirty going on with Matt Murdock and Misty Knight and ultimately they figure out a way to solve their problems but will they solve each other?
0: <laughs> I think, you know, if this turned into just them like okay. 20, 12 pages of them boning it probably Whoa. would have been, you know Whoa, where is, the direction of the comic is, would go After thought this after is I those... thought this
1: was a PG podcast Yeah, boning is
0: fine Okay um, all right on to Deadpool number 22 by Jerry Dugan, Brian Possein, and uh Mike Hawthorne and what what can I say about this book that I haven't said before I, I mean, don't know it's freaking incredible yeah, it's Deadpool's really gotten
1: really, really this good this
0: is always at the top of my stack every time it comes out now which I've always loved Deadpool as a character this is the this is just like the perfect Deadpool book um it's him versus Shield in a sense, uh, because he's he's been betrayed, or he hasn't been paid really, and you know he's been betrayed. He hasn't been paid. Someone's gonna stick stick with your career. Okay. Uh, so he's <laughs> he's uh, he's got a battle on d He's got the great dialogue in his head with uh, the the Shield agent who's been stuck with him. Preston. Uh, agent Preston. Preston. Uh, agent Adsit is. Uh oh.
1: Uh oh. Who?
0: Hey. Someone, Ooh. Ooh. one of our video guys trying to break in and ruin our freaking, podcast. Freaking video guys. Nightmare. Uh, you've got Agent Adsit, who is he's kind of terrific. He yeah, just he throws great. on a jetpack and he tries to help out, and he's not really he's, the best field agent.
1: He's Coulson if Colson wasn't as good at his job. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the everyman who's yeah. not good at his job. Yes. Uh, someone you want behind
0: you, but probably
1: behind way way behind yeah back at the office yeah uh
0: but then you also have colson in yep. here it's a and segue there the legend of colson is sort of like elevated
1: through this it's really terrific this uh, is my favorite i think colson in comics appearance
0: 100 yes. percent. definitely yeah. agree there's some really great stuff between him and deadpool the way uh deadpool becomes like endearing or is endeared to uh colson terrific stuff Really great battle because there's a price out on Deadpool's head. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get all these thugs going after him and you get a bunch of, you know, B, D, C level supervillains going after him. Uh, and Paladin. Yeah, pal- you know, Paladin just needs to make make some money. Just needs to make a buck. There's a great line. He's like, uh, Hey, sorry, buddy. Hey, Wade. Hi, pal. It yeah. goes without saying. I know, nothing personal. And yeah. then they, you know, they proceed to fight. There's a brutal arm breakage in here.
1: Ooh. but Yeah, that is brutal.
0: Uh, you know, pastepot Pot Pete, there's really great dialogue as Deadpool is fighting these people. Like, you know, he's not super quippy and whatnot. He's like, do not mess around with me. This yeah. is, you know, this is heavy. over. You hit. You come at me one more
1: time, I will kill you. Yeah. Uh, really funny stuff. And he kicks uh, batrock in the junk. I feel like for a little while, a couple years ago, there was a movement towards we got to make Batrock more of a serious threat. <laughs> And he's just backslid gradually, (laughs) (laughs) or he's just getting kicked in the deadpool. I don't mind. He's great. He's he's versatile.
0: Batroc was good in Wolverine though. Like he, he was a good threat yeah. in the Wolverine book.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know it's... he he he, he Look, vacillates back and Bash forth. Batroc is a versatile character exactly. who can both be funny and also serious. Yeah, there's a, a great callback to I think it was
0: the last issue or the issue before with Crossbones, mm-hmm. hilarious yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, again, I love the way uh, Dugan and Posehn straddle the line between really funny, yep. really serious, really emotional. Like they. they you gotta be reading this book. Pesta. All right, on to Infinity Heist number four by French Canadian Frank
1: Thierry. Yes. As
0: well as. It's a story uh, in and of itself. Uh, <laughs> a whole load we're of. Inve- artists.
1: We're investigating.
0: Yep. Uh, this So, this crew of low level villains have stolen all these Iron Man armors and they're giving them to the. or they're selling them to the Kree. Everything goes wrong. As you know, things happen in these sort of business deals. Uh, you get a lot of Iron Man in here. You get to see uh, finally what Blizzard's powers are. Yes. Uh, now, which is pretty neat. Uh, And you get shyamalan a little bit uh, toward the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) On to Iron Man. Yeah, Uh, I like to use that. (laughs) Uh, Iron Man number 20 by Karen Gillan and Joe Bennett. Uh, So, you know, Iron Metropolitan, great idea. Tony Stark and Arno Stark want to turn Mandarin City into the city of the future. Uh, But, you know, people don't want to hear that when they have the Mandarin's ring. So, uh, we've got these rings that are sort of sentient, and they're going around, and they're activating all these people to do terrible things. Uh, there's a really cool—if if, you've read Matt Fraction's Invincible Iron Man and all the Mandarin stuff in there, that, there's a lot of really cool stuff that you know feeds into this. The What they established with the rings themselves, which was very cool back in that series. Uh, you get to see that here. You get to hear a little bit more of the explanation about all these different rings. There's this great scene with War Machine and yeah. Tony that uh, with Iron the rings Iron and, and uh, I don't know yeah, War Iron Machine Patriot, character yeah. is. Yes, you know,
1: he's Sounds, he's sounds violent.
0: Yes, uh, but the rings are really really awesome. And that last the last sentence in the issue is just intense.
1: Yeah, this is gonna be a cool story. Yeah, Inhumanity: The Awakening, number two, written by Matt Kent, art by Paul Davidson, colors by Jean-François Bellu. <laughs> waiting to say that one alright so we've got Fiona a newly empowered inhuman she has been tracked down by uh, some of the younger heroes of the Marvel Universe including Pixie Quint Choir, Finesse Striker they're helping her deal with her powers and then uh oh her brother Flynn's also got powers he's gone off on a rampage they've got to go and bring him in a lot of good dialogue in here. Uh, The characters kind of, you know, getting deep into their stories, trying to talk these kids down, trying to put them on a good path. And also you have the uh, conceit of using social media, using a Twitter-esque thing to run along the top commentary between uh, kind of a Greek chorus of different opposing viewpoints. So a little bit of an experimental storytelling thing. Kind of cool. Maybe we'll see more of it in the future. And speaking of Matt Kent, we got a Matt Kent double feature as we flip right over to Marvel Knights Spider-Man number four. Art by Marco Rudy. Colors by Val Staples. This is Blake Garris' favorite comic right now. Uh, that's because it's trippy as all get out. Uh, the art in here is just continues to be amazing. I just kind of flip through it once and then I'll go back and read it. But Yeah, just...
0: if, if you've not read, yeah. if you've not seen Marco Rudy stuff and you need a point of reference... Sort of like JH Williams the Third, yes, in, a, in in a lot of like Very really so. cool experimental stuff. Yeah, totally. Marco does totally his own thing because he's got a really cool style
1: for drawing people. Yeah, um, but you know that might help you if you're curious. Definitely though. This is really you know Matt King's script gives Marco Rudy a chance to really like let loose and just do these crazy layouts. This, this is a book worth getting just to look at. Yeah. And I'm not because I'm trying to give Matt Kinn credit because obviously he gives the direction that you're going for there's some cool stuff with different spider-man villains the whole conceit of this is that he is fighting pretty much all his villains so it's kind of cool to see who he drags in next craven's kind of the big bad of this story but yeah it's very trippy and then by the end uh he seems to have escaped the situation just look at this I, I, it's, yeah. it's hard to it's hard to talk about this on an audio show um but yeah he seems to have escaped the situation but it looks like next issue we're finally going to find out what's really going on yeah with this whole plot Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble number 4, our man Joe Caramagna adapting The Serpent of Doom, originally mm-hmm. r- written by Man of Action. So if you missed it on TV, you should read, because that's better mm. for you. It is. Um, okay, long-anticipated one here, Revolutionary War Alpha, written by our boy Andy Lanning, along with Alan Cowsill. Art by Richard Elson. Bringing back the Marvel UK characters. Just looking around the cover, we got Dark Angel, we got Death's Head 2, we got Motormouth, Kill Power, Mistech, all these freaking characters who I only saw in like Solicits oh, 20 see, years ago. I, I've i never read any of this stuff, Oh, dude.
0: Ever. I, I can, looking at them yeah. now, I vividly remember going to my comic shop when I was a kid yeah. called Gotham Manor in Long Island, where I lived, and looking at the comics on the shelves yeah. when they were brand new. And, I, you know, Death's Head
1: 2 I bought. I I have still some of those. Oh, Mortar Mouth and Kill Power and all those. I still have some of I those. Have, I love I them. have the Death's Head issue that uh, one of our, our... the JNA Studios, yeah. one of our listeners, sent sent me a while ago. But that's the only one I have. Deathhead Head 2 just always looked so freaking cool to me. You know what it really was? It's right over here over his mouth how he has these two, like, things, like, encasing half of his mouth. Fascinated me. But... <laughs> What we've got here is it's really cool. This is a celebration of the anniversary of Marvel UK, and Andy Lennon and Alan Castle have uh, put together this story where basically they never got to finish the big Uber story of Marvel UK, which involved Mystic and this big shadow war that was going on. So here, in flashback, we find out what happened, but Captain Britain and Pete Wisdom in the present are alerted to the fact that Mystic is basically rising up again. Stuff is going on. So they go to investigate. They have to get one of the warheads back. Uh it, Lady and Castle do a really good job of just, like, introducing you to these characters really quick. Like, you know all you need to know. Because this is a whole universe. And basically yeah. by the end of the book, I was like, okay, I get these. I, I, I get who these people are. I get the gist. Yeah. Uh, they don't info dump it. They do it while action's going on. Elson draws it very nicely. But um, those flashbacks are really cool. We get to see Dark Angel. We get to see Death's Head. We get to see Motormouth. Something happened to Kill Power, which I'm interested to see what's going on there. But just a cool start to a mystery of what has happened to these characters, why have some of them realigned, and this is going to be an event that crosses over into a bunch of different one-shots featuring different characters by different creative teams. Just a lot of fun, you know? Sometimes we just have these stories that, this is not like Marvel Universe status quo shattering. This is just a cool, off-to-the-side, fun event. Yeah. So, kudos, cheers to our mates across the pond for what they put together here. Hello! All
0: right, on to Savage Wolverine, number 14, written and drawn by Richard Eisenoff. And if you guys liked the Marvel Noir books, mm. Noir books that we put out a couple
1: Ooh, years you, ago, what would you call it? Newer? Newer. Marvel, newer. Noir, Marvel noir books. All, all newer this,
0: Marvel now. <laughs> this is the best Marvel <laughs> Noir book we've put out in a very long time. It is terrific. Um, Eisenoff, you know, you may have seen his work on a lot of the Stephen King books. He does this really great... Um, has this really great style uses a lot of shadow, a lot of blacks, a lot of you know deep lines uh, but he does really great detail he's um he gets to the emotional core of people really well and you know it's it 's a tale of Wolverine as just you know Logan in uh, nineteen thirty three yeah um in from Canada to the u s dealing with some stuff his friends uh people you know. It's the way it always goes. Wolverine, where he goes, the people he loves, there's always tragedy not far behind. And yeah. um, it's a story you're going to see, I hope, a lot of revenge and some cool stuff come up.
1: Yeah, really good issue. I, was, yeah. uh, I didn't know what to expect from that one. And right. I really uh, really enjoyed it. Totally. Speaking of Wolverine, over to Wolverine number 13, which is the final issue of this volume. It's going to be relaunching uh, shortly. Written by Paul Cornell. Beautiful art by Alan Davis and Mark Farmer. Um, this is the conclusion of Killable basically the big end boss battle wolverine's had a terrible couple weeks uh he no longer has his healing factory he's been beaten to crap by the hand and he almost just killed somebody so of course the perfect time for Sabretooth in a suit looking swank to come in and just go to town on wolverine big Sabretooth wolverine fight At the same time shield is trying to solve the problem of this uh virus that's been plaguing wolverine the entire run of this series in the end, it's on to Wolverine's to Make a Choice, a big choice that will set the stage for his future. And what's coming up next in the next volume of Wolverine? It's still by Paul Cornell with Ryan Stegman on art. Yes. All right, final book of the week, final issue of the series Young mm. Avengers, number 15. It's so hard to say goodbye, uh, like Boys to Men says. Do,
0: yes, to Uh By um, Karen Gillen and a host of amazing writers and art, uh, uh, artists. Um, they've been great art throughout the series on this book but in this one we got Becky Clooney with Jordy Belair Ming Doyle and Maris Wicks Joel Quinones and Maris Wicks uh, Jamie McKelvey, Matt Wilson um, all kinds of stuff it's just uh, this is it's a great wrap up to the book the, the last two parts about this party with all the, the young heroes coming together um, just dancing the night away but there's really incredible emotional stuff throughout this Loki and Prodigy uh, having a good talk some, some fun stuff there we may see get a little bit of the answer to what's going on with um, uh, with it's not his name? not patriot not patriot I guess yeah. is what we're calling them um, it's some interesting stuff there uh, really funny dialogue great interactions between all the characters and I really like you know just the ending with uh, drawn by McKilvey of uh, the characters sort of Riding off into the sunset, yeah. going to have breakfast. You know, they're done. They they're did done. what they had to do, but they just want to say goodbye one last time with a little bit of a, a fun time. Yeah. And so, the Loki of it all. Oh, man. The Loki of it all. <sighs>
1: it's sad saying about the series, but there's something so appealing about books like this that are meant from the start to be a limited run. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad we didn't say from the outset that, hey, Young Avengers is only going to be 15 issues, even though Karen and the people working on it knew going in it was going to be a finite story. They had a story to tell and they were going to finish it. But, oh, man, it's, it's, it's just, there's something nice. You can really, like, read the story in full. It's beautiful. The art is great. And, yeah. and the character arts are just tremendous. And it'll be interesting to see what comes next with these characters. Yeah, I, I, I need to see more of these characters. Yeah, they're definitely in a place where they can be Picked up. Used. And, and, and obviously, Kate Bishop continues to appear Yeah, Loki Hawkeye. has his own book. Loki has his own book. But the rest of these guys, will see yeah. what happens with them. Yeah, totally. All right, Tomb of the Week time. Black Widow. Black one. Widow, no hesitation. I thought you might go Deadpool. I was. You it, gushed about, dude. That. I I am between Deadpool, yeah. Black Widow, and all new Marvel Now point one and Young Avengers. Yeah. I'm torn, but Black Widow like popped out of my mouth. That's what all of those. The two Cataclysm books are really good. Mm-hmm. I don't want to overlook those, and also Revolutionary War was a lot of fun. But I'm gonna go with all new X Factor number one. I, uh, so, yeah, two all new Marvel Now books, but obviously a lot of good stuff for you guys to read which also includes the collections on sale this week. Uh, first of all, the longest titled book we've published in recent memory, which is All-New X-Men, Instructible Hulk, Superior Spider-Man, Arms of the Octopus. Trade paperback. <laughs> we also got All-New X-Men Volume 1. Yesterday's X-Men is now out in trade. Fantastic Four Humans: Atlantis Rising in trade. Uh, I remember this one when I was a kid. I'm going to have to go back and read that. Guardians of the Galaxy by Jim Valentino, Volume 1, trade paperback. Mm. Uh, that is different guardians of the galaxy team than what you might be used to but some really cool characters superior spider-man team-up friendly fire in trade paperback and finally x-men battle the atom is out in hardcover
0: tons more stuff we've got on the marvel app uh we've got pretty much all the books we talked about here as well as deadpool the gauntlet the yes. first part of that infinite comic uh, and guys we talked about. I, did you talk about it last week uh, the Deadpool wedding? No, we didn't get to. it. So we'll get to that a little bit more. But if you're going to be excited about the Deadpool wedding, make sure you talk about. Dead, you get Deadpool: The Gauntlet, The Infinite Comic, because it ties into it. It's really
1: it's, it's great. Um, we've got Riley Brown doing the art. And, yeah,
0: um, it's
1: true. Riley's a great guy, and Riley's also someone who has. I think he's one of the first guys to really come on who has experience doing yeah. this kind of comic. He's done some creator-owned stuff that was designed specifically to work like an infinite comic. Yep. So. He brings a nice thing to the table. Also, all-new Marvel Now Previews number two is out on the after this week. Yeah. As well as Captain America 1998 volume, 14 through 19, Heroes for Hire, 97 volume, number seven, which goes along with Thunderbolts, the original series, 7 through 14. Union Jack, full series, which we discussed on here not too long ago. And from 1977, What If number four. Nice. Uh, collections on sale this week digitally include Avengers Hawkeye
0: Solo, Avengers Masterworks Volume Three, Avenging Spider-Man Threats and Menaces, Deadpool Illustrated, Gambit Volume Two, Tombstone Blues. It's a great title. Yeah,
1: uh, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis Volume Four. And freshly digitized over on Marvel Unlimited, we have Astonishing X-Men Number Sixty Four, Avengers Number Fifteen, the first issue of Avengers AI, Avengers Arena Number Twelve. Daredevil number 28, Daredevil Dark Knights number 2, first issue of Deadpool kills Deadpool, the first issue of Emerald City of Oz, Fearless Defenders number 6, Guardians of the Galaxy Tomorrow of Tomorrow's Avengers the entire trade paperback is now on Marvel Unlimited, nice. Iron Man number 13, Marvel Universe Avengers or as many as heroes number 16, Red She-Hulk number 67, Superior Foes of Spider-Man, number one. That's one you guys are going to want to check out. Oh yeah. Thunderbolts, number 12. Venom, number 37. What If AVX, number one. And X-Men Legacy, number 13. Lots of stuff. All right, on to stuff this week, uh, movies, TV, video games. We're
0: going to kick it over to Stromy.
2: Hello there. This week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from gorgeous and brightly sunny Los Angeles with the latest on what is on TV this week in Marvel, or rather next week since Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. airs on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time on ABC. And this upcoming Tuesday, we've got another all-new episode entitled Seeds that gives you more about Skye's past. It features the return of Ian Quinn, who, if you remember, was the bad guy in the third episode of the series that featured the introduction of Dr. Franklin Hall. This time, we introduce another new character named Donnie Gill, who, if you do a little bit of a Google search for Donnie Gill Marvel, you may pop up with some familiar aliases for that character, but you will get to see him in this episode, and that's really all I can tease For that, you also get to see a little bit of S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy, and yeah, it is all around another really great episode. We will, of course, be bringing you some previews as the week goes along, and we get closer to the premiere this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC But that pretty much covers everything I've got for What's on TV. I'll kick you back to the folks in New York and return to you once again shortly.
1: All right. Thank you. Time for uh, news. Ben, what do we got? Man, we got a lot of stuff. Uh, Like we said, the first two weeks, we're pretty much owning uh, on the publishing end, not to be outdone by all the other stuff we got going on. Uh, Big thing that happened last week that I forgot to even write down here, I can't believe I forgot it, is the Star Wars Oh. We got Star Wars. We did it. So, we did it. We've
0: been holding on to that for a while. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, When we found out, we did a little dance. I did more of a dance because you more don't dance. care about
1: Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Sure. Sure, I do now. Name five Star Wars characters: Star- uh, Darth Vader. Yep. Han Solo. Yep. It's solo, right? All right. Princess Leia. Uh-huh. Uh, Chewbacca. Uh-huh. Luke Skywalker. Okay, that's five. How many I have? I have five? You did it. Very right. good. C-3PO. Yeah, there you go. R2-D2, uh-huh. Yoda. Uh-huh. Uh, Billy D Williams So yeah I know all the Star Wars characters and I'm a big fan um, the news is that we will be publishing Star Wars comics starting in 2015 a lot more to come on this basically that's all we've said so far yeah, I, we yeah. get a lot of questions about it and I know you guys are interested we
0: know you're excited we are too yeah um, there will be news more information lots to talk about but yeah. just not yet
1: yeah we got a year so yeah. there will be a lot coming between now in January of 2015 uh, when we officially can start doing this. So we will have more Star Wars on the way. But that's not all. Uh, We announced earlier this week officially Original Sin, which is going to be our big event series of the summer. is written by Jason Aaron, drawn by Mike Diodato. There's a special Zero issue coming out in April by Mark Waid and Jim Chung. And then the actual series starts in May. We did a chat with Jason Aaron to follow up. Great stuff there. You're going to want to go and replay that. He gave away a lot of cool stuff. Uh, talked about some of the pairings in this. Basically, it all starts from the Watcher is found dead on the moon. So, Uatu is not long for this world. She had a quick tear. He's found on the moon. He's dead. But more importantly, perhaps, to the ongoing plot, is that his, his, uh, his house has been ransacked. And he had a lot of cool stuff in there. As Jason pointed out, he had the ultimate nullifier in there, first and foremost. <laughs> but he also had a lot of secrets. And... This is going to be, a, as Jason described, a cosmic murder mystery uh, with a bunch of different Marvel heroes trying to figure out what happened to The Watcher, also trying to get their hands on all the stuff that was lost. That zero issue is going to give you the entire history of The Watcher, and then we go right into Original Sin with characters like Nick Fury, the original Nick Fury, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, all the big guns you expect, but also some kind of off-the-beaten-path characters. Uh, Once you wouldn't expect to be investigating the Watcher's death, um, Jason teased some of the team-ups we're going to see. He said there's an amazing sequence with the Punisher and Doctor Strange who are going to be working together throughout the series. Also, Ant-Man and Emma Frost will be a duo that will be working together. So you've got kind of these guys off on the side doing their own thing. Hot dog. Sounds like going to be a lot of fun. He said the main series is going to cover this, you know, investigation, what's going on, trying to look for the mystery of the Watcher. And while that is going on in the tie-ins, there's going to be a whole other story going on. Hey, Blake, what's up? Hey, guys. Blake and Brian just wandering in. What are yeah. you guys looking for? A down. What, is the, what does that mean? I, I don't Nick. know what that was. Name. Oh, you're uh, wrong was with something? Name? Never mind. I don't know. Terrific. Hey, as always, anything can happen on. Uh, yeah, this I was, week in Marvel. I was really hoping it was a Nick Lowe introduction, I was too. but you know, I can tell you what the last thing I was hoping for was—it's happening right now. <laughs> it's happening now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what other news do you have? Oh, let me talk about some other news. You just mentioned Deadpool getting married. So, coming up in April, Deadpool is going to be wed. We showed the cover by Scott Coblish, which had over 300 characters on it. We spoke to Jerry Duggan about, hey man, you don't have to be careful. Just make all the noise you want. You've already ruined this this episode. Just just go for it. Um, Deadpool is going to get married. We haven't revealed who to. But it's going a lot of fun. we got a lot of cool stuff planned. Uh, you know, just wedding-related activities that we will be covering on Marvel.com and elsewhere. But... As we said, Deadpool's one of the best books we got going right now. And Jerry and Brian, and they're sort of... Oh, my God. Oh, no. What do you think's going on here? Oh, no. We, what do you think you're doing? We were hoping that you were going to come in. These what? guys came in, and it was a huge disappointment. What? Father of
3: the year, Nick Lowe. Yeah. This guy. This guy. Is this, this your first word, appearance man? on the podcast since Becoming a Dad? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so, since my adorable little daughter was born. So cute. He
0: showed me a video of yeah. her giggling last night, and I think my head exploded from the joy. It was
3: wonderful. It's ridiculous. I saw the picture you posted the other day. She's looking healthy. She she's is. adorable. Healthy and happy. Yeah. Couldn't ask for more. She's when? laughing. She's starting to be very critical of me. Yep. Yeah. Well, she's mm. a it's born good. she's a born editor. It's true. It's when true. you put her to well, work? Not, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who knows? See, one of those things where, like, you know, like, uh, like, a, like a football coach is like, I don't want you dating the players. You'd be like, you'll never date a comic writer. Writer <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> or artist. Write or artist. Frankly. Or frankly. <laughs> frankly. No. We, uh, I would, there are some uh, yeah. some freelancers, some creators that we work with that I, I would be more than happy uh, should they not be inappropriately aged difference. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: <So> no <laughs> Which one would think it's going <laughs> to <laughs> be?
3: What would you do if uh,
1: your daughter... This Let's put you on the spot. Yeah. Your daughter brought talk. home Blake Garris and
3: said, Daddy, he's the one for me. <laughs> I would I would greet him at the door uh, in a uh, uh, like a just a, a white undershirt stained <laughs> with blood uh, from like a, like a ra- very rare steak that I'm I'm cutting or roast that I'm cutting right. and yeah. like sharpening but he, but he a, doesn't know that. a large butcher yeah. knife. exactly yeah. large butcher knife or uh, or like buy a prop gun to pretend to be cleaning yeah. uh, <laughs> or, 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 or some such yeah. thing
0: yeah. that makes sense okay? yeah no, I wouldn't want him near my kids no,
1: yeah. no. Yeah. I don't want him near your, either of your kids <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on in the X office Nick Woo,
3: lots of stuff yeah. lots of stuff uh, w- this podcast is coming out uh, today. It's tomorrow. Today. It's not today. Holy oh, wait, today. It's today. <laughs> uh, it's Thursday. Yeah. We did it, guys. Uh, yeah, we're here. Uh, oh, it's coming out. I thought you were joking just because when someone's listening to it, it's obviously out No, no no, 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 no. We're, we're literally, literally later, later today. It's going to Well, we got some solicits coming out real, real soon out to your, the world. Your, your big announcement today will be out by the time
1: this podcast goes up.
3: Okay. I mean, we've got All New X-Men 25, big oversized issue with tons of artists. Bruce Tim. Ooh, Art ooh. Adams, nice. J. Scott Campbell, Raphael Grandpa. Oh! oh Grandpa. Yeah. He's doing a variant cover and some pages. That's uh, awesome. And some amazing, uh, a, a ton of amazing other artists that, that I don't even want to share yet because we're going to be sure. releasing them a little as we go. It is going to be a crazy issue that is going to put me into an early grave as an editor. Uh, but I, but as a fan, I'm going to. You have lighting. a family,
0: yeah. I know. You know you have to be careful.
1: Yep.
3: But you Can't, also got a Brian news. Mendes is a home wrecker. He wanted yeah, to do a jam issue. True. He's a home wrecker. <laughs>
1: but a you've all. Yeah, hey, Tom Brevoort's done like 85 of these jam issues that he wants. You, want. So you <laughs> no, really want do to a say one. one?
3: post <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, a well edited one, not <laughs> that, that many of Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got, I've done this before with Brian yeah. as well. Uh, frankly, when back in Daredevil, it was Daredevil 50. were you the editor? I I worked on it very hard. Yeah, I'll okay. tell you that much. I'll tell you that I you've did a lot also, of the leg work. You've also got a new book, and thankfully now I've yeah. got people who work for me that I'm going to make them do a lot of. Yeah, well oh, this will be it's easier. Do it. Yeah. You got a new book coming out. It's a limited series. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, heck yeah! Are we talking all new dupe. Yeah, all new dupe. <laughs> Peter Milligan, David Lafuente, covers by Mike Allred. It is insane. (laughs) It is also insane how closely tied to continuity it is. Really? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's completely insane and amazing and David LaFonte is doing... The most incredible art so on cute. it, and we got colors by Laura Allred as well. Oh, nice, uh, you know who colored all that X Force, ecstatic stuff as well. So it's. Does she a usually special. color people other than Mike? Not often. Not Future often. Upstream. She she does do it sometimes. Yeah, uh, but but not often. So That's a rare treat. I think treat. it's because because uh, Mike is an incredible worker as well and mm-hmm. he puts out so much work that he can honestly I yeah. think he just keeps her pretty busy yeah uh, but yeah but she's terrific uh, and so I'm, I'm so excited just to see more you if you're online right now you can go see the first two pages yeah. that it' released fully colored they're incredible yeah uh, but it, 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 like there are about a million X-men in it as well as centered. it's all centered on dupe Yeah, and it is awesome. David drew
0: a dupe story recently, right? Naples
3: X. Yep, he did Naples X yeah. story with dupe and Iron, Iron Fist. Yep. yeah. That was also insane. That one was written by Catherine Imminent, yep. who is yep. terrific. Yep. Uh, uh, who and they also did, and they that was you know one of their many collaborations. Like yep. I loved the Avengers Annual. They just did. Oh, yeah, that was so great. Yeah, that was so good. Yep. Like, is there
1: anyone you have an unkind word to say anything about? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Tom Brevort. Yeah,
3: <laughs> primarily <laughs> primarily Brevoort. Uh but, but not publicly, that's uh, other than Breivort. Yeah. yeah. I was very say, publicly. Oh, yeah, very publicly. I'll say that about him. Oh, Wacker's gone now. You can talk whatever you want about him. Oh, uh, no. Wacker is a delight. <laughs> I think all fans love him. Yeah, even that's more, true. I've even seen more that. than I do. Yeah. <laughs> i seen that. No, Wacker is an He's awesome, a man dude, of the people. A great editor. We're going to miss him, but uh, animation will be richer to have him, i got to say. Yeah. Uh, we're going to miss him too. We just had a going away party for him last night. Yeah. It, was, uh, uh, it was bittersweet. Yeah. Uh, as the Italians say, Bella Triste. Which means beautiful sadness. Oh. beautiful sadness.
1: You bring so much to this right? show. Right?
3: Yeah. What have we done without you, Renaissance yet? Man?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Definitely.
3: What are we talking about today, guys? What else? What are we? Let's see, here's what. Here's what came out this week. Here are the books. Yeah. Let's look through. Yeah. Point one, awesome stuff. Oh, A plus X. Great, great issue. Yeah. Uh, amazing art by Goran Parlov. Yeah, that's we're what we're about talking about, about. Yeah. And a story by Sean Ryan. Uh, this Goran did right after uh, in uh, the last issue of Fury Max. Nice. Uh, Goran did this. And he'd been wanting to draw Spider-Man uh, for a long, There's long a time. There's a great Spider-Man. Yeah. He is a hu- He's one of the biggest Spider-Man fans in the world. Hmm. Uh, but Goran kicked some butt on that story, which I I love that story. Yeah, great story. Uh, very touching, very touching. Um, and then and then you also got the awesome Jerry Duggan, and David Yarden story mm-hmm. in here that is a ton of fun and goes all over the Marvel universe. Uh, lots of fun. Let's see, Avengers World, Brievert, Stink. Oh. Uh, and it's a really good book. Nick Spencer and, and, <laughs> and, and Stefano Caselli are awesome. And I actually did like it. I, 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 it was only really the, the, the stench of work that, that makes me get it. Black Widow, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Both those, both Nathan and Phil, incredible guys. Uh, great. Oh. Who else cried? The Cataclysm stuff. A Cataclysm Ultimate Spider-Man. With the father with a dad? Yeah. Oh. It was hard, man. That was... Painful and then, uh, and Cataclysm itself, yep. amazing. Deadpool, insanity. Deadpool's great. <laughs> oh, gosh, we are... were saying that that
1: you edit that book, right? <laughs> Esen- nope. Essentially, nope. this Jordan issue is White, uh, says...
0: our favorite depiction
3: of Phil Coulson in, in comics. So. Yep. Yeah, it's so well done. Yeah, it's so well done. Uh, what else we got here? Savage Wolverine, we got uh, Richard Isenov. and then oh, Young Avengers. I haven't read that one yet. Yeah, it's... I'm excited. Hey, I'm spoilers, two it's episodes. Good. Oh, Ben, you know, I hate spoilers. Spoilers is pretty good. What else? Are these all of them?
2: No, we got more here. here. Let me see him. There you
3: Let me go. See. Ooh, all new X Factor. I loved all new X Factor. It's it's some good business. It's, yeah. It's some it's some tasty juice. Yeah. Um, that was that wasn't even is that my Yeah, that's that was your idea. thing. Think, you got um, to remember. <laughs> the tasty juice. Is that, is that my yep. catchphrase? Yep. That's, <laughs> <laughs> did I try Urkel to? Purple said that all the time. <laughs> did I, did I try, <laughs> try to make that happen? asked that all the time <laughs> yeah. on Family Matters. Uh, oh, we got the start of Vendetta. No. Yeah. Coming. Oh, I'm just spoiling these guys of what's coming up in your in your We already did all this. Oh, good. This is in the past. I'm boring people. Uh, But Cataclysm 3 as well blew my mind. I was reading that on the subway, and I probably should be embarrassed by my emotional responses that it elicited from me.
1: People probably just go, why is that handsome man crying?
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But if... Uh, they, they, I'm, I, I hope it's true. I yeah. don't know. I no, can't, it is. I, I, I'm not I've a asked, telepath I've like fo- some I've of followed, my characters. i followed
1: you around and asked
3: people. <laughs> well, good. Afterwards. But I thought that was some, some brilliant stuff. Some great storytelling. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, Marvel and Spider-Man. So pretty. It's so beautiful. So crazy. Insane. Matt Kent, Marco Rudy. Marco Rudy coming on to Uncanny X-Men for an Ooh, issue. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that is also, I that's believe, pickup. In, I think that was in last month's solicits, if I remember correctly. Uh, that is a uh, March book, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's also insanely awesome. Nice. But yeah, it, it's a good bundle this week, guys. Very good. Wolverine, bundle. Paul yep. Cornell, uh, Alan Davis, the conclusion of that volume of Wolverine. Yeah also some tasty juice right yeah many tasty juices there it is it's a multi tasty juice <laughs> bundle i yeah. gotta say i gotta say but so. uh heck yeah can i answer any other questions while i'm here um no we actually this isn't a question episode
0: it's okay. a, we're gonna be talking about this book reading yes we should get on strange, for a
3: reading club episode yeah. i would love to i i love doctor strange the oath yeah, yeah. big fan brian vaughn marcos martin uh, that book is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, in so many ways. The writing, the art, and the use of Night Nurse. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Uh, and just the. the, I think people often talk about how Doctor Strange can be hard to relate to. Yeah. Not if you read that book. Yeah. That much. Nail it. Nail it, nail it, nail it. Right. Yeah. Who edited that book? Uh, Aubrey Citizen and mm-hmm. Molly Laser. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Miss them both.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. We're good, good people. Good talked people. to Aubrey last week. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, okay. I talk to Aubrey all the time, but I haven't talked to
3: Molly in a while. No, I, haven't I don't talked know to where her she is. Uh, she just got married recently. Oh, congrats. So congrats, to congrats to Molly Laser. Yeah. I'm sure she's listening, so. she'll oh, appreciate that. Who <laughs> is it? <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Well, gentlemen. Nick, always a pleasure. Is it there anything you want me to destroy on my way out? Um,
1: uh, actually, how about outside the room? Just destroy stuff. Blake and Brian oh, okay. are using. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. they're filming All right. right near oh yeah, this. and I'll
3: film destroy, him. I'll also try to destroy their hopes and dreams. Oh yeah, flip? no
1: problem. Right. Well, I don't know if Blake has any left, but <laughs> Bye, yeah, go for Brian.
3: Bye, listeners. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Nick.
1: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where were we? <laughs> Some news. About Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We announced two. Well, three. If he, I was glad Nick was here to break the uh, the dupe news. But we also have two more on the Marvel Now books. We have Hulk, which is the continuation of Indestructible Hulk in a new volume, still written by Mark Wade, now art by Mark Bagley. And then Iron Fist, uh, which is going to be written and drawn by Care Andrews. Yeah. So that's going to be really oh, that looks crazy so outside of oh, the box. It looks real good. Yep. That's all the comic stuff we got, but more to come. Yeah. Big stuff this weekend, big stuff next week, yeah. stuff tomorrow, yep. all over the place. Uh, and, you know, on the...
0: All kinds of assorted of stuff coming. Uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, is two and a half months away. Ooh, that's crazy, isn't it? Is it's awesome. It's it's wild. It's two and a half months away, and so you know stuff is going to start coming out like crazy soon. You know. I've had lots of meetings, a lot of stuff that we're planning, really cool stuff. So as we uh, as we go along, keep you informed about that. Uh, Ares is coming to Marvel
1: Puzzle Quest. Nice. Yeah, I have almost every. I'm only missing one character right now. So Who are you missing? missing the hood. I have the hood. I have... I'm missing Iron
0: Man's... Uh, the Mark... The Marvel now, the Mark 40. Yeah, I got that. I don't have that one. Um,
1: uh, I have Hulk. Uh, I don't have Punisher. I don't have Punisher either. Right? I don't have the Punisher, and I don't have the hood, but I've lucked into a lot of the other uh, rare characters. Yeah. Also, just because I have... 40-minute commute both ways on a train, so it's easy to play. Yeah. Like, just... just sitting there doing it. Tear through it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But that game's super fun still. Really fun, really addictive. Yep.
0: You know, if you like mobile games, uh, we got another one coming, one you guys have been informed about, you guys have been aware of, and you guys have been asking us about. So uh, that is coming soon. We'll have much more info on next week's podcast. Uh, But, you know, I'm just teasing a little bit, as I want to do. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's kick it to Mark for news.
2: Hello once more this week in Marvelites. Marvel.com editor Mark Strom here with the latest Marvel news. Big news. Fresh off the presses. If they're, this word still on presses, if they printed podcasts on presses, I don't know how that would work. But we won three big awards at the People's Choice Awards last night. And when I say we, I, of course, mean Iron Man 3, which won both favorite movie and favorite action movie, and the star of Iron Man 3, Tony Stark himself, Robert Downey Jr., won favorite action movie star. So congratulations to Mr. Robert Downey Jr. and the entire cast and crew of Iron Man 3 for those big wins. We are hugely grateful to you guys, the fans, for voting and letting us know that Iron Man was your favorite movie of the year. Very well deserved. We are incredibly thankful. Of course, speaking of Iron Man 3, one character from that film, Trevor Slattery, played by Sir Ben Kingsley, will be returning in Marvel One-Shot All Hail the King. Which will be available exclusively with Marvel's Thor The Dark World on Digital 3D and Digital HD February 4th, as well as on the 3D combo pack and on Blu-ray February 25th. This is the latest Marvel one-shot. It's so far, I know I wind up saying this every time, but somehow they keep managed to keep one-upping one another. I don't know how many more times I can throw the word one in when talking about the Marvel one-shot, but this is my favorite so far. It's written and directed by Drew Pierce, who co-wrote Iron Man 3. It features Trevor in prison after the events of Iron Man 3. I don't know how much I can really say about it without spoiling it. They're... I will say this. It centers around an interview he is giving a documentary filmmaker played by Scoot McNary from Argo. And, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say at this point. you have to see it for yourselves. I was lucky enough to see it just a few days ago, and it is really, really good. I think fans, Iron Man fans in general, fans of Ben Kingsley's performance as Trevor in Iron Man 3, just Marvel fans, there's something in for everyone. So check out, Wink becomes available on digital on February 4th and with the Thor of the Dark World Blu-ray on February 25th. We brought you four new images from the short as well as an interview with Drew Pierce that will be running tomorrow if you're listening to this on Thursday. It will be running this Friday so keep your eyes out for that. Over in the world of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. we also announced that Stan Lee will be making his cameo debut in the series with an all-new episode that premieres February 4th and we also talked with executive producer Jeffrey Bell and star Clark Gregg in two separate interviews to look well we looked mostly at the episode that premiered this week but we got a little bit of a hint of what is coming up in the next few episodes as well so you can read those interviews right now on marvel.com that pretty much covers everything I've got I thank you once more for listening and I will speak with you in seven more days. Until then, I'm going to send you back to those fine chaps in New York. All right. Thank you for listening once again. Thank you.
0: All right. Good uh, work, Mark. So we um, this episode is for our this week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club selection of Doctor Strange: The Oath. Nick yes. just talked about it a little bit, but this has been on the docket for a while. The holidays have probably made it a little tough for everybody to catch up, so we do not have a lot of comments from you guys, yeah. but uh, we're going to keep on with it anyway. Yeah,
1: we'll definitely talk about our thoughts. We'll read the comments we have. Hopefully, now that people are kind of back in the swing of things, we can get some more participation and comments for the next one, because these are obviously a lot better when you guys chip in. Um, and if you didn't get a chance to read Doctor Strange the Oath, even though the reading club's over, please go and read it on Marvel Unlimited. It's a great story, as we're about to talk about.
0: Yeah. I remember we were at Wizard at the time. Correct. Uh, and I remember actually working on the features for this as, as an editor, um, what we were doing to profile Doctor Strange to get people hyped up for this series. And it started to come out as soon, once I moved to Marvel, mm. actually. So it was, it was an interesting time. I remember it very well. Um, working with Brian K. Vaughn to, to get some cool information. Like, even in the, you know, if you have the trade, you. I don't know if we have it on Unlimited, but the, the collection has some sketches and some yep. designs for the characters that Marco did. Um, and it's just, it's really cool. You've seen his work, Marcos Martinez's work on, uh, I would assume, Daredevil of the last couple of years. But this is the thing for me that really. Set me off on him and like yeah. wow, he did. He had done some work, he had done a really great story for another company. Um, but oh, yeah, yeah, this was the thing that made me go, Who is this guy? What yeah. is he doing? And he can draw anything because he kind of does in this in this book. He comes up with designs because you know, you draw a Doctor Strange book, you have to be ready to go weird, yeah. you have to be ready to draw the mystical, you have to have some fun with the panels and layouts and all that stuff. Um, and he does,
1: yeah. And take a look at who the color says on this book. Let's see. Is it Laura Martin? No, no. Uh,
0: oh, it's Javier Rodriguez, our exactly.
1: boy. Thought that was great because as I was reading, it, I was like, you know, this feels a little like Daredevil. Yep. And it has that star colorist. Yeah, Javier Rodriguez, current colorist of Daredevil, who's also been doing some art. Was working on this, I was like, oh my god, what a dream to you. Because it really is. Yeah. These are great talents. Brian K. Vaughn, mm-hmm. who you guys know from Runaways, from uh obviously did Why The Last Man, some other stuff. I worked on Lost for a while, but you know, he doesn't he doesn't when he does a comic, it's meaningful. He doesn't yeah. do a lot of comics. Yep. Uh he's a great writer. I don't think I've ever read a bad Brian K. Vaughn comic. Marcos Martin, this is him just getting getting down and dirty in the Marvel universe and then the support staff they have is fantastic. Like Nick was saying, Doctor Strange is a character a lot of people have trouble with. He's too powerful. He's too removed. He's too hard to relate to. This was the book that, for me personally, but I think for a lot of people, kind of shattered those illusions. It's like Doctor Strange is an interesting, vibrant character. This is a story that gave him weaknesses. It also gave him that swagger that we still see today. Because I think up to this point, um, we had seen, I definitely remember from when we were kids in the 90s, Dr. Strange was just kind of this very serious, seemed older, kind of like the guy you went to when you were in trouble if you were a hero. You go to for help, very unflappable, very kind of starchy. Here you get back to the origins of the character where he, the whole reason he became Dr. Strange is because he was arrogant. Uh, and you see that here. He's got that arrogance to him. He's got kind of that, um, I'm, I'm better than this swagger. And it screws with him a lot. Oh, yeah. And that's a portrayal we've seen since in, in Defenders by Matt Fraction, just anywhere. Doctor, This, this kind of reset Dr. Strange. Um, the whole premise of the series is that Dr. Strange comes into Night Nurse's, and we got to talk about Night Nurse in a sec. Oh, yeah. Comes into Night Nurse's uh, practice. He's been shot. And that sets off a whole channel that's where you learn that Wong, who is also an incredible character in this book, it's a great scene where Wong is just beating people up while Dr. Strange is not even aware. Um, he has cancer, and Dr. Strange wants to find a cure for him. Their search for the cure and the other uh, people and powers that get involved lead on this great mystery, um, them trying to figure out what's going on, them trying to battle mystical forces. It's, it's, it's kind of a noir story. It's very much a sci-fi story, it's very much a magic story, it's action, there's a romance aspect. It's just classic in so many ways.
0: And this is, like we were saying, this is the book, if you've never read Doctor Strange, read this book. Yeah. You're in, you, you get what you need, you don't really need to delve too much into, you know, how he did this and why he's doing it. This is... Cuts to the core of the
1: character without hitting you over the head with it, and they do a good job hitting the high points. Yeah. Like they they recap his origin really quickly. Yeah. They talk about who he is. They talk about some of his arch nemesis. They talk about the guy who trained him. You get it's a good Doctor Strange primer if you want to go read other Doctor Strange stuff. But it's also just a really great story unto itself.
0: Yeah, one of one of my favorites we published, in,
1: and like we talked uh, about, Night Nurse, central character yeah. in the story, uh, been around since the seventies, just kind of this obscure character who you know it was it was it was almost a trope. More than a character that she is, runs yeah. a uh,
0: sort of a secret, um, you know, emergency uh, clinic mm-hmm. for superheroes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, superheroes sort of have their own brotherhood. They know to go to her, they mm-hmm. need to get mended up. They, they can't go to, you know, right. a hospital, hospital because they have secret identities and all this good stuff. She will take care of them. Yeah. And um, it the first couple pages have Iron Fist and Radanya. Yeah. Um, who was now Spider-Girl, Spider Girl. Uh, they have them, and it's a little bit of dialogue, and in those few pages, I'm like, I want a, a Night Nurse ongoing
1: series. And that's what everyone was uh, saying after Everyone. And you gotta understand, Night Nurse at this point had been around for almost probably 30 years, and really had never had anything. Yeah. I mean, she she had appearances here and there. It's basically just, she was just a faceless, nameless character who you go to, who, who you send a character to when they're injured. In this series, You learn more about her, her personality. She's a great foil for Doctor Strange, and she becomes, like, the co-star of the series. fantastic. Of course, I was reading this uh, over the break. My wife's a nurse. She's a labor and delivery nurse, and she loved that there is a... Superhero nurse character, yeah, um, and it's cool. I mean, nurses are cool, and and Night Nurse as a character is yeah. awesome. She and she
0: she does not mess around. She's no. pretty awesome. She's really she's got you know funny. She's sassy. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she takes care of business when she needs to. She's great.
1: Yeah, very very
0: cool yes. stuff. Awesome.
1: All right, so let's see what you guys had to say. Those of you who commented in, Chris Vaughn just finished reading the Oath again, and it's still a great read that captures everything great about Doctor Strange. The writing was bar none par none i don't know what that means uh, let's say the writing was good and uh, the art fit the story beautifully but the best part was Otkid, a nice homage to the one and only steve ditko i didn't even think of that yeah. so ot is like the demon they summon yeah. right so yeah it's it's an anagram of steve ditko whose all art always captures the strange and magical places the good doctor takes us may the light of the vishanti be ever upon you that's the other thing is that marcos martin well he is his own artist Own distinct style. He does do some nice Ditko homages. Oh yeah, Uh, you have to when you're doing Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's just part and parcel of it all. Yeah, just the fact that Doctor Strange is not the traditional superhero. He's thin. He's a little older, uh, and all that stuff that like Ditko really. Excel that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh He Geek She Geek said, My favorite Doctor Strange story ever, Night Nurse Rocks. Agreed. Uh cat says, uh, full of yourself much, Stephen, and puts a picture where uh Doctor Strange is saying, I don't care how many ancient artifacts you've gotten your hands on, no dabbler can imprison me. Where did someone like you learn how to cast the emerald bands of Exodor? And it's just that what we were talking about. He's he's such a you know, he's so full of himself, and his hoover sometimes, you know, yeah. gets the best of him. But that's what makes him cool. He's,
1: yeah. he's got a different voice than your typical heroic, guy-so-virtuous type of hero. Yeah, and Ryan Hood
0: says, I think the Doctor Strange night nurse is one of my favorite Marvel couples ever.
1: They were together for a little while after this. Yeah. I remember they were in New Avengers together, and yes. I haven't really seen anything from them in Yeah. Wow. They just kind of you know. disappeared, which, which is unfortunate. Sometimes love fades, guys. Oh, man, so tragic. Yeah. All right. Why don't you, it's, it's your turn. Oh, God, I, I need to think, yeah, think this of one. something
0: to do.
1: What, what can we bring in Nick on a good to question. do a TWIM URC? What about Eternals? Do we have that on Unlimited? Um, I haven't read that in a while. I, and I know, know. That was one of his big things. Or we could do, if I want to keep going with Brian K. Vaughan, we could do uh, Runaways. Was he on Runaways?
0: Was Nick on Runaways? Yeah, Nick was like, no, he wrote the song. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do runaways. Let's right. do the first volume, the first, first volume of runaways we'll make sure, theres a lot yeah, we'll
1: make sure he was on it, but yeah. We'll- We'll, uh, we'll go and get those for Yeah, Yeah, uh, He loves talking about Runaways. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. That's the, a good pick. Yeah. The first volume of Runaways. Uh, I will set that up as soon as we are done recording here, and that'll be up, if not today, then tomorrow for you guys to check out. So, yeah. keep checking back on Marvel in a minute.
0: And then you'll, you're going to want to read the rest of the Runaways. Yeah. Stuff. It's great. Great run. Um, awesome. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And um, tweet us lots of questions mm-hmm. this week in Marvel. Use that hashtag for next week. We'll be back. This is Marvel, your universe.